from the broken ruins of Babylon. This is End of Days Radio. I am your host, Daniel, broadcasting to you all the way from that shimmering emerald city right here in the heart of the Pacific Northwest. How are you? I'm doing good. Today's date is June 21st. It's a Sunday. It's 2020. There's quite a bit of weird stuff happening out there in the world. But first, I want to talk to you about today's guest. Today's guest, his name is Zion the Prophet. He is a very, very talented person. Uh, I'm not he He does perform he is a musical artist i'm not sure if he wants to go by that title though so let's go ahead and bring him on and start talking to him zion are you there yeah i'm here i'm here how you doing man i'm doing good i'm doing excellent i'm really excited to have you on tonight i was listening to some of your older music earlier and i was quite impressed uh how long have you been doing this thank you um i've been doing music since i was a maybe junior in high school, you know, but um, every kid, once they're young, you know, wants to make music and wants to rap, of course, but I didn't start taking it serious till I started, like, freestyling in class. My friends were like, you know, okay, I like that, you know, and I just started since junior year, and um, it's been about three or four years since I've been making it. Freestyling, I've always been incredibly fascinated by that. I just don't get how anybody can come up with what to say so quick. It's always been kind of a mystery to me, I've tried it a little bit, but I'm, I'm just amazed by it. Hey, here's the secret. Here's the secret. A lot of freestyling is honestly just like old verses that you never thought about releasing. And it's just a beat comes on and a verse pops up and you're just like, okay, I to spit this verse. That's the big secret. Should we play a little bit of your uh, latest tune here? Um, yeah, the, the, the newest one I just dropped, you know, if you like it, if you want to play it, yeah, I will mind. Yeah, sure. Let's see if I can't bring that up. Let's see here. That's an out, Pluto. Trying to get paid, making this money in multiple ways. Multiple days, I've been slaving for the minimum wage. Just trying to get paid, trying to get cheese, trying to get cake. They putting the key, turn us to slaves. You stuck, stuck, stuck in the race. You running in place, run, running in place. Oh, nowhere to go, yeah, nowhere to hide. Oh, they come for your soul. I gotta get it, do something different. I got a feeling, I'm finna kill it. This for the system. I got some bullets, aim them at Trump, bet they won't miss them. I got a bullet, pop in the trunk, I go ballistic. I'm on a mission to pull back the curtain, I don't need permission. I'm forever hurting, I came with a purpose, I came with a vengeance. I'm ducking and dodging the popo, but no, for sure they gon' gon' get me. But that's what happened when you're really about action and willing to die for your city. You know what I'm saying, man? I mean, it's, it's 24 hours in a day. Spend eight hours working, eight hours sleeping, eight hours getting brainwashed by your TV, by your peers, by everything around you. So you tell me how free we really are. Fuck it, though. Trying to get paid, making this money in multiple ways. 
Multiple days, I've been slaving for the minimum wage. Just trying to get paid, trying to get cheese, trying to get cake. They put this in chains, tossing the key, turn us to slaves. We stuck in the race, stuck, stuck in the race. We're running in place, run, running in place. Oh, nowhere to go, yeah, nowhere to hide. Oh, they come for your soul, yeah, they come for your life. I want the money and freedom. I always fight for my people. I know they watching me now, protecting myself from the evil. I know they want me to break, but my fate is to make sure that everyone equal. I'm about to go run to the cake of the rate to the mission that everyone need. I'ma just stomp on the demons. I'ma just stomp on them. I'ma just stomp on them. I cannot let them defeat me. Why? Because I'm the prophet. It'll get catastrophic. Uh-huh. I'm a stick to just fill in my pockets. Okay. And one day I'll make them hate the way that I took off just like a rocket. Yeah. So very powerful message there. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what went into envisioning a video like that? Or, I mean, first of all, you should know I had that playing live for our live audience here. So they weren't looking at us. They were actually watching the video and I might have to get a little okay from you off of YouTube to make sure that everything goes through and this goes up and everything. So um, it it might delay this episode being released a little bit, but as soon as you okay that, I'm pretty sure everything should be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely cool. We're definitely fine. Yeah. But um, as far as like the thought process, honestly, bro, um, I wrote this song like a couple months ago, you know, before things were so crazy how it was, you know what I mean? And now just like when it comes to the video, honestly, I was um tripping off um, some psychedelics one day, um, some LSD. And I don't know, I guess just the the combination of that with the current events, you know, just gave me the idea just to show people like, you know, a lot of stuff we're doing now is just a repeat of history over and over and over again, you know, and it's, it's weird because it's getting to the point where not only I'm realizing, but you're realizing too, I saw it's just like, it's a lot of stuff that we really still don't know that's been going on for a long time, you know? And it's just weird how we just stuck in this constant race, this constant loop, you know, over and over, just a fighting and, you know, slaving. It and- does feel like that sometimes because I swear, like, I remember when I was a kid and things were a certain way, but I don't feel like... I don't feel like as much progress has been made as we should have seen in the past 20, 25, 30 years. I mean, I'm 37 years old. I feel like in some aspects, things were better in the 90s. If that kind of makes sense, yeah. as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, that's a lot of people say. And um, I didn't get that at first just because I'm a 2000 baby. So I was born in 2000. So I didn't experience that. But I could definitely see how it was better just because now it's almost like we're going backwards, you know, like we're devolving and it's crazy to me. Like with this whole black lives, my black lives matter stuff, like literally weeks ago, I was just saying, bro, like we should just protest. We should go down to the monument. You know, people was just trying to retweet and say, you know, you sound like a Unabomber. You sound crazy. But then now people are out protesting just because the TV told them to, you know, 
And it's like, I like that you guys are protesting. I like that you guys are doing something, but you're not doing it within your own free will. And that's where the problem is, you know? Yeah, I, I see that a lot. I see people like, like you'll have like a white person go on TV and they'll be saying, oh, blah, 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 blah. But I'm thinking to myself, well, why didn't you say these things? Why didn't you have these like apologies and all these great things to say like five months ago before any of this started? Why right. Why can't you just say it out before, of your before, heart? Before the virus. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. If you're saying know, it, like... if you're saying it because you have like a bunch of people literally 15 minutes away from you destroying stores and you're scared of what they might do to you, you're not doing it because you really feel that way. Right, right. And see, what black people don't realize is that, first of all, this is not going to make the racist people unracist. And in the process of all this, they're just creating more racist because it's a lot of white people who are just chill, who are just trying to calm, you know what I'm saying, live their daily life. But they're dealing with like stuff like this and seeing stuff like this, and you know what I'm saying? It's pushing that narrative that, you know, that um stereotype just that black people are ignorant and you know what I mean don't just emotional just do a lot of ignorant stuff you know what I mean um yeah I mean I can't really comment on that because that would be terrible but, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but... Sorry, I forgot we're on radio so we can't really yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but, but um <laughs> I, I think that that's a problem that how do I explain it like both races have because I mean you hear a lot of the same sort of rhetoric coming from both sides and you take away the race and it just sounds like the same thing. Like you can, just like you said, it it sounds like where I'm seeing it is mainly Twitter. That's where I spend most of my time. And I'm seeing like one video will come out with a black person getting shot by some cops. And then another video will come out and it's like some black people beating up a white person. And somebody pointed out earlier, where are these videos coming from? First of all, why is it being allowed at all? Because it's violence, it's racial violence. So why is it being allowed? It's almost like some of these platforms are complicit in a way because the election's coming up and there there may be much, much deeper layers as to why they want people to be doing these things. It really makes me sick because yeah. I don't I don't vibe with that stuff at all. I feel it lowering my vibration as we speak. I feel like it's it's bringing all of us down and it's making us like right. less spiritual. I can't even watch it, bro. Like, I see, like, you know, just somebody tweet about it, and I literally just scroll right past it, bro, because I can't watch that stuff, bro, because it's like, not because it's not true, not because it's not, you know, sad, but just because I already know so much more, much, much more horrible stuff that's going on in the world, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's exactly what these people want us to do, just to, like, be down on these videos, and, like, you know, it's just... It's a deeper matrix that people don't realize. For sure. I would say that it ex- extends beyond us, probably into a spiritual realm. There's probably things going on that we can't even see and influences taking place that we can't even see. And yeah. that's, that's really scary to me because we might not quite have our finger on the pulse. We might all sort of be sleepwalking through, through a lot of this. And there could be yeah. a huge agenda behind it that is really going to fuck us part of my friend yeah. so it's really gonna fuck us in the future no for sure no definitely for sure and it's like it's to the point bro okay have you seen the movie the truman show 
Oh yeah, yeah, definitely one of my favorites for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm all into the Truman. <laughs> I love that the True Man. Like he's yeah. the only bro, True I Man. Say, I was like, bro, even name True Man, like that that movie. Bro, I literally had. When I see, I'm sure you've seen some of this too, but there's a lot of accusations of like crisis actors and stuff like that. When I see those accusations, mm-hmm. I think of that movie because what, what, how could you get any closer than that? Have actual people out there filming on the street and it's not even real. That's, that's creating a fake reality around us. Right. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, how many people around us are like paid actors, you know, like, but my thing is, okay. When I was tripping, bro, I was like on LSD, right? And I was just having a lot of realizations and it's like in my head as I was having these realizations, I had like almost kind of like uncovered this unspeakable truth. And that truth was like, and it's what you tweeted about last night, how like we're already kind of plugged in to this, not fraud, but just like I said, it's kind of virtual reality. It's like a spiritual type thing that's engraved in our DNA, engraved in our, essence it's really weird you know what i mean and i don't know it was like but when i started thinking about it bro it was like i had got memories of like almost kind of being there in a way and it was just like really weird because it was like my first time the first time it happened it was a really weird situation but it happened again a couple days ago and it's like as i started thinking about that truth it's like the memories came in of what they did to me. Like once I started figuring it out, you know, and it was, I can't even explain it, but, but like, duh, it's kind of like, okay, I saw this video that said, <clears throat> if you get bit by a spider and you have fear of spiders, anytime you see a spider, like that pain a little bit, the memories of that pain comes back a little bit. So it was like, I was on LSD and like, I was getting to this realization again. And like as I was uncovering and thinking about it, like the memories and the pain started coming back again, but I couldn't even describe it. And it was like I was thinking, like, you know, if the government is, or just you know, who's ever in charge, Illuminati, whatever, like whatever they are, the fallen, the you know, if they do have all this technology to predict our personality based off our social media and stuff, they pretty much already know everybody's personality, what they want to do, this and that, this and that. And it was like, as I was starting to realize a lot of stuff, it was almost like the TV, the TV, like the shows were doing this regular thing, but like the characters in the TV show was almost talking to me. And they started saying stuff like, hey, don't you think that the government was smart enough by now to have this technology? They would have some type of like mind erasing machine or something like that. And it was like, that started a whole bunch of different events on the TV it went to where, like, the TV was literally, like, telling me message every second from every character almost. It was weird. I have experienced things like that. As you know, I'm I'm into magic. So mm-hmm. when things like that happen, like, a lot of people will say, oh, that's just, like, your mind piecing things together, et cetera, et cetera. I don't see it that way. When things like that happen, it's literally almost like your brain is – tuning into a channel where you're able to read between the lines and see these messages that are encoded in your reality through synchronicity that are being sent specifically to you because you need to know this information and you got to get it from somewhere. Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure. And like, 
And the thing is, bro, I was tripping. It's so crazy, bro, because I was tripping with my girlfriend. And, like, as I came to that realization, bro, like, another movie came on. And, like, the movie was about basically just this random couple had Christian Stewart and um some other actor in it. I forgot his name. I think it was, like, Jesse Eisenberg or something like that. And the movie was just about how they were just a regular couple and the girlfriend was an MK Ultra spot the whole time. And like, but she had just like kind of forgot almost. And like she was placed in his life type shit. You know what I mean? And it was like, she had just randomly picked this movie. You know what I'm saying? It was just a movie we never seen before. And I was like, I was telling her like, bro, why the fuck would the TV be telling us this? After I just had this realization, I'm sharing it with you that, but, but here was the here was the thing. It was like I was just having a moment of just like only thing I could say really was like I'm the one, and this is like a glitch in the matrix right now. Like like we're glitching in the matrix right now, bro. Like you not get it. Like and it was just kind of we were just seeing the in between the lines. But it was like like I said, as I was realizing it more and more, reality around me was just kind of changing and shifting and like molding with the TV and like the wall breathing and just like the eyes and everything. <laughs> I remember the first time I did LSD, it was back in high school. I actually did it at school because I'm a, a rebel. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it really was a life-changing experience. I'd say that's probably the third, the first time that I ever had my third eye activated. And it's kind of yeah. something that's hard to define. But b- basically, it's just like that. It's like you can read between the lines. You're You're seeing the underlying current. You're seeing what you would be able to see if you didn't have all this like circus going around in your head, like the ego and all that, all the things that kind of distract us. If we're able to kind of pull that away. And I know there's other ways to do it too. Like LSD is a, is a good way, but also there's other psychedelics and there's like meditation and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's important to, to be able to activate your third eye during these times because we are literally up to our necks in manipulation right now. Yeah. They've got so many layers on top of us. It's it's almost like, I, I swear, I feel like individually me, I went through an awakening about the same time that COVID started. And I almost feel like yeah. I, I'm having my experience and you're having your experience. And we're, we're all kind of having, even though we're getting there different ways, like you were doing LSD, I was kind of doing my own weird stuff, but... I feel like we kind of got the same current going, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because remember, I sent you that tweet, and I was like, bro, I'm going to send this to you just to bring it up on the show. And it was like, like I said, bro, when I was having these realizations, bro, and I, I tried to stop thinking about it, I was scrolling on Twitter, and like your tweet was the first thing that popped up. Like, if you're up right now, you're a real human being, and this and that. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why is it showing at this time like this? I'm having this realization, like, just that a lot of stuff in my life is playing. I don't know, bro. Like I said, I don't know because people don't get how deep it is when it comes to these interdimensional beings and how long they've been here and how long they've been manipulating literally everything, you know? Yeah, that blows my mind because when I sent that tweet out, sometimes I'll send tweets like that out because... It's hard to explain, but it's almost like I'm feeling this weird energy and I know that I'm supposed to say it because I know like the right person's going to hear it at the right time. It's almost like 
when, when you've been messing around with this stuff long enough, you can almost like dive into that weird energy when you want to, and you could kind of do the work that it wants you to do. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely, that's what I'm saying. That's definitely like what the LSD was telling me, bro. It was almost telling me like, like, okay, yeah, this is a, this is a cool psychedelic, but remember this is also some government shit. And like, remember like mk like with the mk ultra experiments bro the fact that that's public is like cool and all but the fact that it's public also lets me know it's a lot deeper than what they're telling us publicly if that makes sense because they're only releasing what they want us to know i know they've done way more with that and it's meaning way more than just oh it's a psychedelic that was built in a lab and yeah they did some mind control experiments like I don't know because even my brother, bro, like, like he he was quote unquote, and a lot of people like not a lot of people, but some people my life was quote unquote like schizophrenic. But this was back in like maybe like the eighties, the seventies or something. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how like oh the government has wires tapped into his head and stuff like that. And like I've seen like it's a common thing with people who have quote unquote schizophrenia, but. I was just like, why would he even think that if back then, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't even really a thought or something that could even possibly be possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, it just felt like even though I was in a state of quote unquote schizophrenia, it also felt like I was just in a state of speaking my truth. And only my truth made sense to me just because I know all the things that happened in my life type shit. I so, I like to use the term dec- decoder glasses. Because it's almost like that movie, I think it's called They, the one that has that pro wrestler Roddy Piper in it. But when you put the glasses on, you can see what the symbols mean. You can see what the message is. And sometimes the message is just for you and nobody else is going to be able to really understand it. But I totally know what you mean about having a message that's specifically for you because I believe in an etheric and this is just the best way I can describe it, an etheric layer. So basically between me and my higher dimensional selves, like my true self, there's there's an energy layer. And a lot of this fiendish stuff goes on in that energy layer. It's almost like kind of a background. And our our higher self, or your higher self, my higher self, it, it's not always able to get through all that junk, especially with all this brainwashing and all this like, you know, egotistical materialistic stuff in the air a lot of a lot of the bad feelings it's not able to penetrate penetrate down to our conscious mind so it has to like almost send us messages to get us to sort of wake up a little bit so maybe we'll open up that pathway more and we'll be able to take in some more of more of what our like our higher most perfect self is trying to relay to us like our, our more powerful self that's all wise and all powerful and knows how to deal with what's in front of us it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like we're we're soldiers on a mission, like we're we're knights on a grill quest, and something's trying yeah. to help us out, but it can't quite like get through to us. That's the best yeah. way I can explain. Yeah. That's definitely what it is. It's, but I've got, to, bro. I swear, it's like before that trip, bro. Like a week ago, I pretty much thought in my head, like, okay, I don't know everything, but I think I have a pretty much, you know, good image of what's going on. But now it's like, bro. I still don't know what's going on. And it's like so crazy because like I said, like with technology, 
it's like we live in a world it's like okay with cell phones cell phones is absolutely crazy cell phones are like magic you know what i'm saying it's a small box you communicate with somebody across the world like right now you know what i mean and it's like if you look at nature and just if you tell a common human yeah go out in nature and just build a cell phone it's almost like it would be impossible but the technology exists and i feel like this technology wouldn't exist like computers unless we weren't in some type of computer-based technological reality already just because it's so advanced already right now and we're getting to a point where it's like okay if there will be one day where we can get you know virtual reality hat into the game which is ultimately what they want to do you know what i'm saying they want to get that chip and get us hat into this false for our reality if that's possible already, then who is to say it didn't already happen before in, in history? I totally agree with that. And I would I would go as far as to say that if we go digging through some of the hidden history, we find things that do almost look like they're computer parts or do look like they had technology attached to them, like stone cutouts yeah. where it's like, how'd they cut into it that way? It looks almost like there was a machine <laughs> attached to that part. And and that's so true because even the technology technology that we receive, and I say receive for a reason, it almost feels like just like what Apple does where they upgrade our phones incrementally, it almost feels like it yeah. goes beyond that. And there's some kind of like – a lot of people are going to say aliens. Like I'm not a big alien guy. I think there's something else like they're demonic or something. But it, it, it's yeah. almost like these demonic aliens, angel, fallen angels, whatever they are, they're, they're handing us these things kind of like they always did, like in the ancient ancient myths and legends. and Or right. that's true history for a lot of people, including myself. But they're handing this technology to us just sort of bit by bit. And then they're taking it away when they want to, too. Like we almost have like a Muslim thing going on where they're coming in. They're saying no more singing and dancing, no more fun. We're going to take all your stuff away and then totally reset you. And that very well might be what this chaos is about right now. Could be, could be. But my thing is, it's like, I feel like America's reset. I mean, even though Muslims reset was pretty bad, they're still, you know, going through it and stuff. It's like when they reset it, because, okay, same thing with the virus. They have problem, reaction, solution. So you know the problem, you know the public is going to react scared, but I'm just don't know what the quote-unquote solution will be or like if we're supposed to be a part of it or if it's like, you know, inevitable anyway. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I think that's really important. And look, watching your video – I have a feeling you are envisioning possibly some sort of like, I almost want to say like a Mad Max post-apocalyptic wandering around sort of thing where we're just kind of looking, looking for something to scavenge, trying to survive, trying to maintain our sanity with everything sort of collapsed upon us. And like you did in your video, a lot of us might literally have to sort of walk the earth. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, that's what I begin to feel like, uh, that I just have to, like, just go on my own little journey, bro. It's like, I don't know, bro. It feels like, because like I said, I see people talking about how we're moving into this 5D, you know, this fifth dimension and how we're going to, like, just walk into this 5D dimension. And it's like, but I don't even, I can't even grasp what that would mean or what the process would even be during that. Why did you 
I've got some questions for you. Why did you choose the name the Prophet? Or Zion the Prophet, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, um Zion, that is my birth name, Zion Samson. Um, and see that alone, like my name, you know what I'm saying? Like I always question my name, but it's just like of course, you know, me being spiritual, I'm just like, okay, it means something deeper than it. I don't even know. But when I started rapping and I started like I wrote some deep, deep lyrics and I stopped and I looked at it and I was just like, how did I even come up with this? Because it was so crazy to me. It was so advanced, like the wordplay, the message. And I was just like, I mean, I know I'm smart, but I can't write stuff like this, like depicting it this well. And it just felt like almost, I used to say like I was tapped in, but now it almost feels like something's tapped into me. You know what I mean? And just giving me these messages to put out kind of like how prophets did back in back in the day when they got messages from God and stuff. So I just came up, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to be Zion or just the prophet. So I put Zion the prophet. And, and you know, what's crazy about that? What you just said, it's, it's so true, first of all. But we actually met in the weirdest way. We met when I was channeling an old God and you were one of the few people that wasn't totally just like laughing at me, <laughs> giving me a hard time. Yeah. You were one of the few people that was kind of like, okay, you know, I'll listen to what this guy has to say. I'm not necessarily going to judge him right away. Maybe there's something here. And I, I, I appreciated mm -hmm. that right away because most people are not even able to grasp the fact that something might be going on here that isn't necessarily like devilish, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you said you were talking to, um, who was it, Inky or Enlil? Enki, yeah. Yeah. And I know about, like, the story of the Anunnaki and stuff. And I just, like I said, I just saw you talking about Lucifer. And um, when I was having this vision, I almost had this kind of, like, feeling or, like, almost like it was a bit, like I said, it's like a bit secret. I can't tell anybody. Like, almost kind of like the God, like God, quote-unquote, and the devil, quote-unquote, worked together to build this matrix and false reality as a test for human consciousness. And it's like, I don't know. That was just like a big secret. Like that, that was like, it's all the tests, it's all fake. The God and devil's working together just to build this false reality because there's something much bigger. that's going to happen with a much greater. Yeah. I, I think you're really onto something with that because it's just like any other division that we see out there right now, the way that they play different sort of beliefs like conservative and liberal against each other it's almost like our possibly Fox ideas of good and evil might not necessarily, they, they might be false in the sense that you're right. There is a, a, a story going on here and you can't you know, just like it says in scripture. It's like we, we have it all on our shelves yet. Do we really hear what it has to say? Or do we really listen? The fact that we need the bad sometimes so that we can express ourselves freely and really know and become who we are. Right, right. But see, uh, but also, like you were also saying about the like the demons and stuff, and you were telling me about how there is a nature based matrix, but it's getting hijacked by technology. See, like, what is that? Is that like, is that like, I know it's like, I know it's extraterrestrial, just intelligent life, but it's not coming from quote unquote outer space. It's literally coming from like, like they're probably in this room right now, just vibrating on a different frequency. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. 
I, I really think so. I think that basically everything, if everything is one and everything is, is God, there doesn't have to be space truly between anything. As far as space that we see, it's just a construct of our minds. Like everything's one. There is no time. It's all just sort of the same non-local sort of um, space. But I did want to kind of get into your your background just a little bit more. I wanted to ask, uh, where did you say you were you were originally from again? Um, so I'm from this small city in North Carolina called Rocky Mount. Um, it's real run down. It's like the hood, but just my whole life, I've always been different. Like, I don't know how I didn't turn out to be a lot different than I am right now, just because my surroundings are so run down and everybody around me is just not like this at all. You know, um, like I was a kid in seventh grade, like I was in seventh grade, just doing Rubik's cubes in the middle class for fun. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, in my head, I knew it was algorithms because to solve a Rubik's Cube, you just have to memorize the algorithms, the patterns, you know what I mean? But it's like, as a kid, I was just like, you know, showing people like, yeah, guys, I can solve a Rubik's Cube. I'm so cool. I'm so smart. But like, in my head, I knew it was just algorithms. And it's just weird to me that a kid was in seventh grade, just, you know, interested in stuff like that, interested in like magic, interested in music that was talking about a different message because... I was living my life, just living, just chilling. But like now that I'm having these realizations, I definitely see that all that stuff is for a reason. Like I even did Taekwondo. I was a black belt, but like I just stopped doing it out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. When you, I know you're kind of from probably the generation sort of after mine. So I want to ask this: When you were a kid, did you have like? Like I had favorite cartoons. I watched a lot of pro wrestling and stuff like that. Did you have stuff like that? Did you have a favorite cartoon? Like a lot of people like SpongeBob or stuff like that. Did you have like when you were a kid, did you have like your main like stuff that you're into? Kind of like I was like really into Ninja Turtles and Transformers. Hell yeah, I was into goddamn Power Rangers and even this okay. Japanese Power <laughs> Ranger show. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, Power Rangers. I swear, but I was like, bro, I'm going to be a Power Ranger one day. Like, no, I was like, bro, I'm going to really be a Power Ranger. Like, I'm really trying to, like, be on something like this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I think even uh, Power Rangers ha- definitely has some spiritual sort of esoteric elements about it. I'm sure we could go in and probably find some, like, real stuff oh, there. <laughs> uh, Yeah, definitely. <laughs> This question is it's a little bit more more heavy. I mean, you know, of course I was going to ask it, but like growing up, did did you encounter like a lot of racism between the races? Did you have like white kids try to jump you or Asian kids try to jump you or anything like that? Oddly enough, and see, this is why, like I said, I see in a lot of perspective. Oddly enough, I was really shunned by the black community a lot because like, like I said, like I was intelligent, you know what I mean? So it's like a lot of black people around me, a lot of black women around me, a lot of black women around me, like hood guys, like guys who had a certain persona, you know, the pants sagging, sold drugs, tough guy stuff. But me, I mean, I wasn't about to fake like that just to get a girl. I mean, I was just doing what I do, just being smart, chilling, nerdy guy. You know, if I show you a picture of how to like back in the day, you're like, bro, it's like big poofy afro, really nerdy but um 
<clears throat> a lot of black people around me would just say like, bro, you had white. Or like, why you talk like a white dude? I'm like, what do you mean? That doesn't even make, you know, back then as a kid, I was saying stuff like this, like, like, what do you mean? That doesn't make sense. Because if you're saying I'm acting white because I talk smart, you're saying black equals dumb. So stop saying I talk white. Like, it's weird. But they didn't really get it at the time. So I just hung out with people that I vibe with. And for a little amount of time, I was hanging like I would make money, uh, mainly white people. But I mean, I didn't ever, I never really seen it like that. I mean, I seen people experience racist encounters and stuff like that. But even when I do encounter a racist, I never really care because at this point, it's like if you're racist in 2020, it's some type of mental illness going on. And it's like, I have to treat it as such. Like, I'm not bad to argue with you for calling me the N-word. Like, you call me the N-word. I call myself a king and a god. So whose word has more power, mine or yours? Like, that's just how I see it. Yeah, I think that's a good take. I mean, uh, I kind of do the same thing where they say, like, the way that you see yourself makes such a difference in your life, like in terms of your self-esteem and self-confidence and stuff like that. So I'm the same way. Why don't I, if, if that's true, why would I not just call myself a God? Like what better thing could I call myself in order to make sure that I'm approaching a right. situation as powerful as I could be? Like, why would I want to see myself as less or like not as, plus we are all children of God, aren't we? So wouldn't that technically make us gods ourselves? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and people don't get it because it's like, Anything humans think one day will exist. And it's like, it's almost, I was watching like a Joe Rogan podcast and it was, they were saying like, if you think of thoughts or imagination as like, as life forms, it's kind of like we are the sexual organs for those thoughts, for those life forms in our head to manifest it on this dimension. And it's like, like I said, it's really like almost kind of like magic because if you bring a phone to any point in period in time before this, it seems like magic. It'll seem impossible, but it is possible. And it's crazy. Now, when you were going to school, did you feel like you learned anything or did it just feel kind of like control to you? Did it feel just like, you know, like you got to go to prison? Did it, did it, were you into it at all? Did you enjoy it or was it just kind of like oppressive? I was, I was smart. I mean, I got good grades, but I mean, I never liked it. And it's like, I wanted to be an engineer for a long time um, until my dad took me to this like engineering camp for a week in Washington, D.C. And during my time, there was really when I discovered like I wanted to make music and like I don't have to go to school because I'm going to spend four years, what, 20 to 50 to 100,000 for education and not even be guaranteed a job. When I could just put that same, literally that same time, money, and energy into myself. And, you know, even if I don't become a big, famous rapper, I know I'm going to be happy and not in the system where I'm in debt and just bullcrap and learning, regurgitating information that's just controlled anyway. So I never really liked school. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is when I first started talking to you, I had no idea that you were a rapper. I didn't know you were an artist of any kind. Then when you sent me that song, I didn't even know that was you. I thought you were just sending me a song that you liked. And then I'm like, no, no wait, that's him. He's he's actually kind of fucking good at this. <laughs> so, I mean, I was really impressed. And I listened to your old songs and 
you do have some, you know, you, you have the voice, you have some literal talent that, you know, you, you can go through YouTube and look, look at like a lot of up and comers. They don't really have the voice. I think you do have talent. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. But it's like, I mean, I don't, it's not like I'm questioning my purpose or questioning my gift or anything, but it's like, I'm scared of what it could possibly lead to just because like, like you said, but we know it's a lot of crazy stuff in the music industry. And I just want to, if I am going to blow up off this music stuff, I don't want to be involved in any of that nut stuff that goes on behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I don't know because. Here, mm-hmm. No, I know what you mean there. You know, there's, I listened to rap when I was, you know, pretty heavily like in high school and post high school and there there can be like negative elements of it. There there's a lot of like um you know violence and 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 you know wanting to be like a drug dealer or a pimp or things that might not necessarily be positive for people to hear. So I kind of is that kind of what you mean like maybe you might be taking a more like spiritual approach to your music? That, yeah, I'm definitely going to take a more spiritual approach to my music, but just, <clears throat> like, if I do start blowing up, like, because you know how many celebrities are, like, involved in that whole cloning MK Ultra stuff, and, you know, a lot of them are pawns. It's just, I don't want to be led down a path, because my biggest fear in life is always, like, okay, if I do blow up and I get to the top, they just reveal, like, yeah, you're here because we allowed it, though. You're here because we controlled it the whole time. Like, that's always been a big fear of mine, but I never thought of it really being that possible. But, like, after that trip and experience I just had, it's, like, that's, like, super-duper possible. But to the point where, like I said, it's, like, all a part of the matrix that is built for society. It's it's weird. I don't know. It was, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just don't want to be in any type of rituals or anything of any sort at all. <laughs> no, that's a very legitimate fear. I think especially in the music industry, because how do I put this? Like the people that run the music industry, you can kind of see what's happened and you can kind of see how, I don't want to say like they make people sell themselves out, but you do see it a little bit, like, especially with these pop stars and it just seems to get worse and worse. Like you, you see people talking about Illuminati. You see people talk about having, to have been like almost forced to sell their soul in a way or like you said do yeah. actual rituals and i mean that's even scary for me because i think okay let's say my show gets more popular and i get like this c or d level fame one day like i become like one tenth of joe rogan what's really gonna happen to me am i are yeah. they just gonna like crucify me on social media because of some stupid shit that i said three years yeah. ago i'm kind of scared to be famous i don't think i want to be that's what I was thinking too, bro. And it's like almost like, like I said, it's like the truth that came to my mind is just like, yeah, you are the one to deliver the message to the people that we're in the matrix, this reptilian lizards overthrowing everything. But to the point where it's like, by the time I deliver that message, society is going to be so backwards and language is going to be so fucked with like this whole homophobe and sensitive talking you know what I'm saying 
society is going to be so backwards that when I do get that platform to speak my truth, I'm just going to get crucified by the public anyway and sound crazy just from speaking my truth. Were you were you raised were your parents like were you raised with any sort of religious or spiritual upbringing? What's crazy is um my mom she went to, she used to go to church a lot and she used to make me go to church when I was younger but a lot of times I would sleep or I would just be like mom like why are we going to church and stuff but I wouldn't I wouldn't say I used to be atheist but I just used to know like church isn't what it's supposed to be or like it's a lot of bull crap going on in the modern day church and that's when I just had to take my own journey towards spirituality and figuring out what God is and what's really going on out here was there a besides the uh recent LSD experience was there anything that happened in your life that sort of did you have a moment where you realized that you did have a spiritual path I guess the moment was, I don't know, man, there's so many moments, bro, like so many because, like I said, my entire life really is just so crazy, but it's only crazy to me, you know, like even with my current girlfriend I'm with now, okay, so do you have like a another phone with you right now or like something you can search up? Yeah. Yeah, I got okay, my Okay, so my, you know, you know who Kyle is. You know who Kylie Jenner is, right? Uh, yeah, she's uh, uh, one of the uh, Kardashians. Yeah, and she's like, she like dates Travis Scott and stuff. You know Travis Scott? I I've heard his name. Okay, he's a rapper and stuff too. We kind of kind of favor each other, kind of similar, even have kind of a similar sound. But I'm going to tell you to look up somebody on Instagram. This is my girlfriend. Okay. Okay. Look up um Madison. Dot Pajaro, P A J A R O. It's loading. I got all this different stuff like going through the Wi Fi, so it'll take a second. I got it pulling up though. She's got yeah, a lot of followers. Oh, that's yeah, her? Yeah, bro. That's, that's her? Uh, yeah. Damn. Almost too good to be true, right? Um, She looks good. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> she looks good. Yeah, I'm, but I'm not going to say like too said. much. <laughs> but to me, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, she looks good, but it's like that matters. But at the same time, like it doesn't matter. But it's just like I, I love her stuff, of course. But it's just like I'm just questioning, like because we were dating. This is the thing. This is the thing. This is how our story started. So we first dated in high school, right? And this was when she was like a regular high school or whatever. And then she had left the states, left our school, went to California with this like YouTube or whatever. Now she got her own YouTube and stuff. And it's like, when she came back to North Carolina, we started talking again, started dating again. And it was just really weird and coincidentally how I kind of had a feeling that it was already going to happen. Like when she left, when we broke up, I was like, yeah, bro, I know she's going to go to California. It's probably not going to work. She's probably going to come back. And we're like, we're going to date again. 
And it's like, like I said, when I had a realization about the unspeakable truth and just that movie started playing about how, yeah, your girlfriend is placed in your life. She's a MK ultra doll. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. It's like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like I said, bro, a lot of... <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, hmm, maybe he's onto something here, but I mean, that's your girlfriend. I mean, I, yeah, I don't man. think yeah, so. Man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. And it's like, like I said, bro, I don't know because I'm scared, but at the same time, I'm not scared because it's seeming like it's almost inevitable type shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, though, bro. It's like she just looks too much like a Kardashian, like a MK Ultra thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, I don't want to like make you feel like more worried about it, but I have had experiences of people sort of schmoozing, schmoozing up to me and building a sort of relationship with me. And then I found out that this person is like not what they say. Like, specifically, it was a person claiming to, uh, to, to have created certain things and to have a business. And he claimed to have all these different like business interactions. And I, I went and I found out that it wasn't necessarily true. And I was like, Oh my God, I spent all this time talking to this guy for months and months. And he's some kind of like scammer or agent or something like that. It was really, it was a mind fuck. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that's what's going on with you. I really it's doubt good. it. I think your girl's just what she is, but um, that stuff does go on out there, especially if you are, a musical artist and especially if you have some kind of talent you, you got to figure that all that stuff is controlled and they will not allow anybody through that will not continue their message like what you, you can see it happening as we speak and that's what i'm saying bro and it's like like i said bro they have this technology they know my personality and they know that i'm such a good person like i'm never going to stop trying to expose them and like they can't kill me because they, like I said, because if they wanted to kill off the people who knew everything, they would just do it by now because they know who it is. They know who's talking about it. They would just kill them. So with something stopping them from just simply killing us, so it's like they got to kind of just put us on this path to just distract us or just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like finding what I, finding what you know, knowing what you know, like about the world and conspiracy and spirituality in general, like, like they can't just have you out there on your own knowing certain things for them to be able to do what they do. It's like, they have to keep track of you and collect data so that they know how to deal with people like you. If that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Like they got to know what that does make sense. It's computers. I mean, they got to keep me alive to know the different personalities. Yes, yes. If they were, it, it's like the Matrix where Neo is, yeah. they're like collecting data on him. They're like, oh, you're like the sixth one. I forget which one he was. I think he was the sixth or seventh. They're like, you're the sixth one. And it's like, oh shit. Well, why are they letting him get this far in the first place if they know what he is? It's like they need to know what's going to happen. Right. It's crazy, man. It's crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, we're going into a world here that's like, we're talking about the etheric sort of destiny sort of world. And it's not something most people are going to be familiar with because they cannot break themselves off from their day-to-day -day life enough 
to even approach these concepts. To them, it's just going to sound too far out, too crazy, and they're not going to be able to have that bird's eye view of their life. But if you are able to sort of like pull away from it and see what's actually going on, then you might be able to see your actual life's destiny and your and the plan that you have for you and they have for you if there is a they. I, I do believe that we all have some sort of life path and destiny. And when we do things like rituals, we might actually be altering that. And that's what's dangerous about selling your soul to the Illuminati. Even though it seems like you might get all kinds of cool stuff, you might somehow be diverting that real reason that you're here, your real mission and whatever you're supposed to accomplish here. Right. Right, man. And it's like, but also what happened was like, <clears throat> when I was having this unspeakable truth, like realization, and I started listening to songs, bro, even with like regular songs, a lot of the artists, it's kind of like they were just telling us or just telling me like, like I said, it's like a big secret, bro, where it's like, I don't know, like, I don't know, man. It's just some, a lot of secrets going on. I just saw this picture of the Denver airport. Um, have you seen, like, how much weird stuff is at the Denver airport? Yeah, yeah. I looked into that a while back and crazy stuff, crazy stuff seems to be possibly related to what we're seeing, like, with all that the difference, yeah. the collage thing that they had. Have you seen that? The paintings and all that? The paintings and stuff? Yeah, the paintings and stuff. There's a lot of weird paintings, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to um, send... Well, hold on. If I, I don't know if I... Yeah, I'm still going to call. Okay. I've seen this picture of some freaking lizard. It was like, okay. I'm going to send it to you on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen this, but this is where I was really like, bro, like, is it already in motion? Like, what is going on? All right, I'll send it to your Twitter. Okay, I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. says what are we doing adding amazing new restaurants and bars b building an illuminati headquarters c remodeling the lizard people's lair they're fucking making fun of us they're mocking they're us. Make, and that's what i say they're literally making fun of us yeah it's crazy it's oh crazy, man. bro but it's like Try i got to show that to people <laughs> it's out no, of the open <laughs> yeah i, I want to show people that but literally in the des the denver airport you can probably all look this up pretty easily but they have like this sign up goofing on everybody and it says what are we doing and it has a picture of this woman with a lizard head and it literally says on it adding amazing new restaurants and bars building an illuminati headquarters remodeling the lizard people's lair i think there's truth to that a lot of truth to that to the point where Literally, like, everything we're building, like, buildings, quote-unquote, like, no, nah, they're not buildings, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all this stuff isn't we even... Like I said, once people start realizing certain stuff, bro, the literal veils of reality is going to start deteriorating and becoming something that we didn't even know it was all the time. Like, it's weird. But, uh, hey, what 
what, who are your biggest musical influences like growing up who who did you think like like with me i'm a, I, I try to be a radio broadcaster i sort of look up to howard stern and art bell and people like that what about you like who are your heroes as a child or as a teen um i would definitely say kendra lamar um travis scott Absol, and it's this one rapper who died um he quote-unquote killed himself. I don't know if he did. As a kid, I didn't know if he killed himself, but, I mean, he could have just because he was just so tapped in. Like, he probably can't handle it, but he, his name was Capital Steve's, and he put me onto this series called Spirit Science, and this series really just started my whole journey, Um, even though I've technically been on my journey since birth, but I guess Spirit Science was just the, realization that i'm on this big journey and like i was just from there i don't know i just tapped in how do you feel about this whole i mean obviously i gotta ask this covid is it a real virus could it be something else entirely what do you what do you think i mean i know we're kind of going backwards this is before the protests and everything started but it's still going around and it's like we still can't fully get our world back. What do you think that is? Yeah, it's definitely about to come back. You know what I mean? Um, I think, I definitely think it's the towers. I think that humans are energy. Everybody's an energetic structure. And that towers, frequencies, all this stuff give, because this is, a, this is admitted, like the military and police have weapons that, you know, harm you with sound. And like, this is proof. That's proof enough for me. But with the towers and stuff, I think they're just putting up more and more. And it's not really people getting sick, quote unquote. It's just that those 5G frequencies are messing up people's energetic field. So it's manifesting as like sickness and, you know, hardness of breathing. And that's why a lot of people aren't really surviving it because that 5G is just changing the literal energetic soup that we're living in literal energetic field that we're surrounded by. That's what I think quote unquote COVID is. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me because I thought that I was sick at first, but then it just didn't really seem to go away. And I noticed the symptoms yeah. felt different than like a flu. It didn't feel like I had the right, like overall feeling. Like when you have the flu, you really feel sick. You feel like you have a virus inside of you. But for me, it was mostly just my, my lungs like i was coughing and i felt like something was gripping onto my lungs i did feel fatigued but i didn't feel sick i felt more like i was having some kind of radiation poisoning or like you said maybe just something wrong yeah. with my my aura or my magnetic field which we all do have we all definitely have mm -hmm. that that's off because you know we already have tons and tons of different electronic equipment around us what happens when the 5G goes on and it's like times 10? You have to expect some people are some people's right. brains are being fried. Um, it's scary. It's just scary in general. Yeah, man. And it's like, you can't even, like I said, but you can't even really, there's no way to correctly warn people or explain what's about to come or what's been going on because they kind of just have to take that journey themselves. But it's like, 
we just need people to just wake up a little bit faster because they're trying to move a little bit faster. To me, it's a combination of two things. The first is just not believing anything that doesn't come from mainstream. And the second is just plain old fear. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to even let their mind go there because on some level they know it's true. And once you accept that yeah. whole thing, it's like, what's going to happen now? Are they going to come for me? Are they going to start gang stalking me, et cetera, et cetera. You got a lot. Uh, but uh, I do want to ask you this, you know, this is like going to be so cliche of a question, but Zion, what do you think of our current president, Donald Trump? <laughs> I had to. Trump is so funny. Trump is funny as hell to me. That's for one. But um, like you, I was kind of rocking with him a little bit at first. I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was supporting him, but I was like, you know, he may be, he may be trying to just do his thing, bro. But they're really trying to get him. But now I'm just like, bro, I don't know. I feel like he's like the rest. You know what I mean? He's just doing it they're just using him in a different way you know what about china how do you feel about china china man i feel like china might already be integrated into that technological society and we might not even know it because the media is not showing us that's how advanced they are and that's just how ahead they are because they've been wearing masks for a long time like before the virus even hit and with virtual reality and all this stuff. I don't know what's going on in China. Yeah, they. Uh, I know that they were using that facial recognition software. And then after yep. these protests started happening, you started seeing that on social media. Like all kinds of people are saying facial recognition this, facial recognition that. Like, And they even, uh, they some girl was lighting cars on fire. She, she was going around lighting police cars on fire and they actually caught her just just identifying her tattoos or something like that. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't know exactly what happened, but they're already using it basically. And one, yeah. One of the reasons why they might've been having this happen is so that they can test that stuff and show us like, Hey, this is what we have. Don't think that you're going to be able to overcome it because you know, we're, we're it's, it's like almost like it's a way of intimidating the people. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like when it comes to this whole big fake alien invasion, bro, which I know is coming. I know they're going to fake it because people. Oh, I was going to ask you about that it. next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, man. See, I don't know what the freak they have because, like I said, problem reacts to solution. So they're going to make the problem the fake alien invasion, and people are going to be scared, but. What is the point of it? Are they going to just show us like, yeah, we've been in control the whole time. We've been in control of your life the whole time. The reptilian lizards are here. We are tapping to your brain. Do we have the microchips? Or is it like just another psyop to kind of just like get people to sign their lives over to them? You know what I mean? This is, I don't know. Maybe they're going to like publicly sign away our human rights to them. Like, you know, Trump is, you know, because mm-hmm. we have the birth certificate and social security number so maybe they're going to plan to legally sign our lives away to new leaders such as them i don't know yeah i i have to agree because i would say around i don't know 20 years ago or so you started to see the whole like reptilian david ike sort of thing starting up and you have to ask the question why are they 
why are they allowing us to know this unless at some point in the future, and I'm also saying this because of things that Trump has been doing with like the Space Force and also Elon Musk and SpaceX, it seems like we're getting to that point where it's literally just around the corner. You're even seeing a lot of weird UFO sightings where you look at them and you're like, is that CGI? Is that a hologram? I'm not sure. Yeah. It's spooky. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. And see, even we're even saying fake alien invasion. It's like, we don't even know if it's going to really be fake or not. Yeah. You know, it could be real, but they're just showing us on a big display. Like, who knows, man? But I feel like, I, like I said, but honestly, they might already have us in the goddamn hooked up matrix. And they, every night we go to sleep, they just choo-choo, choo-choo, hit us with the men in black neuralizer every night type shit like who knows mm-hmm. i i swear i've had that happen a few times in my life like i've made some kind of big i don't want to say discovery because it's more like an epiphany like something i was sort of stumbling onto just because i was thinking about the right things at the time i know i was yeah. thinking yeah I, I was thinking about the book of daniel and i can't remember what the hell it was but like suddenly i realized something that was really important and then bzz, it's gone like what happened to that thought, and what the hell did I just figure out, and what did I lose? <laughs> Swear, bro, that's exactly what happened when I was tripping off the LSD, bro. And like my girl was there, she wasn't tripping as hard as me. I don't think she was tripping at all, but I was like, I was like, like as it was happening, as these memories are coming in, I was like, bro, I remember this part, and I was like, I remember it. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, no. I was like, no, and it's like I just remember the last time I discovered that unspeakable truth literally like just the government you know could have been my imagination you know what i mean but literally it was the exact same memories coming in are just like these men in all black breaking into the crib hitting us with the neuralizer and everything bro and it was like i just had a feeling it was going to happen again and like the more i kept thinking about it the more my surroundings kept telling me like yeah it's about to happen if you keep thinking about it it's about to happen if you keep thinking about it that pain just kept coming back and just the thought i don't know man what do you think about this? What do you think about the idea of things breaking down and us having to actually go out and form some kind of community or survive out there in the woods or something like that? What What do you think of that? I've been thinking that this might be the better path just because it was like, like I said, when I discovered the unspeakable truth, it was like I either had two choices in my life. I can either spend my entire life trying to wake everybody up and sound crazy and get involved in this music and, you know, ultimately get to see what really happens behind the scenes with artists and with Satanists and stuff like that. Or I could just choose to go out and help build the new world that will rise from the ashes of this nonsense. And to me, it just seems like a better path to just go ahead and start you know, going to the the hut houses, the wooden houses, the gardens, the more natural life. Like, we need to go ahead and start doing that because society is going to break down. It is. It's inevitable. I agree. In fact, I would say that whether we like it or not, the new world is coming. And the way I see it, the only choice that we have at this point, because we can't stop it. I mean, we can't band together and stop it at this point. But we can... Right we can make the best out of it and we can make it into what we want it to be. We we can make it into like an age of learning and not necessarily 
an age of control and domination of us. Right. We don't have to be slaves in this new right. world. Would you agree with that? Would you would you say like almost like maybe we need a new world a little bit? I mean, even though the people doing it are bad, maybe maybe we need a new world to get past a lot of these bullshit problems that just keep coming back up over and over. Definitely, definitely need a new world, new reset. Like the whole, like I said, the whole system, like with money, it's like you only have enough money to do barely what you want to do. You know, it's like it's perfectly set up like that with taxes and bills. And it's like we shouldn't be slaving for stuff that should be the natural you know, necessity, like a house, like food. Like, why are we slaving for that when that should just be, you know, we should be living in paradise where we're just helping each other, gardening, have our own house. Like, money shouldn't have this much control, this much power over just normal human things, necessities. So I do think we need a new world, but I guess the way it's going to come isn't exactly how I thought it was going to come. In the... Video you did is that your sword? Looks like you're carrying around a katana. <laughs> yeah, I used to collect swords as a kid too. I used to watch anime and um, I used to really want to just um, have a lot of swords, bro. And it's getting to the point where I'm like, bro, I need more than some swords. Do I need to like get ready like for what's really about to come? Well, one thing about swords, I I think it's it's more honorable because you actually have to have some sort of skill to use a sword and, and, and you know, defend yourself or attack somebody else. You can't just look at somebody and line up the crosshairs and point. You actually have to be able to swing it. You have to be able to defend yourself. Uh, they're more honorable. Yeah. And I was just saying that too. I was like, man, I missed the times where we just had fists and swords because that was really how like real men fought, you know? Yeah. I was thinking that myself because I was thinking like, you know, I, I've got a little bit of like training how to fight and stuff like that, but I'm not so sure it really matters. I mean, you know, every people have guns and like, it doesn't really matter. Like some little six year old could kill me if they wanted to pretty easily. Right, exactly. <laughs> See, I was thinking like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, even when the first gun was built, like humanity was pretty much doomed from that very moment because everything and this reality improves and gets better. So even if it's like a little, you know, gun, you put the gunpowder, it takes five minutes to load to load and stuff. Like it seems like we were doomed to pretty much kill ourselves anyway, because we created the first gun and it was going to get better and better and better throughout history. Yeah. Now it's, you have big extended clips and hollow tip bullets and right. just, you don't even have to have any skill. You don't have to, even be a man, you don't have to be a full grown man. Anybody could pick up a gun and, and with no training and just kill somebody. And it really has taken away that like sort of Bushido, uh, nightly sort of code, I think. But see, what I was also thinking was, I wasn't thinking this lately, but I was also thinking this like, how do we know that you know, God or the creator's intention isn't too integrate us into this technological society you know even though i don't want to get into it but how do we know that's not ultimately it's or the creator's purpose yeah no I, I totally know what you mean i totally feel that because i like playing my ps4 i like going on twitter i am able to do things that are novel 
and much more complicated and interesting than just kicking a ball around. Like if we didn't have all this society and technology and stuff like that, how could anybody look at it and just say this is evil when it allows us to have motion pictures and cool video games and and cars that can go like, you know, they're just quick as hell, stuff like that. Um, But we are kind of getting to the, uh, to the top of the hour here. So I do want to open up things one more time for you, Zion and, just feel free to hop back up on that podium, get on the soapbox and say, if you have anything left, just say it, go ahead and say it to my audience out there. If you have any sort of message and then follow that up with anything at all that you would like to plug or promote YouTube channel, Twitter, just anything that you have and you'd like to promote. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, my final message to everybody out there is, um, you know, be careful going down this rabbit hole, man, because, you would start to discover some things. You would start to question a lot of things in your life that needs to be questioned, but just definitely question everything and, you know, just stay close to God, to the source and improve yourself every day, whether it's mind, body, or spirit. Um, that's something I can really say. And as far as, you know, plug it in, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Zion the Prophet, no spaces, Z-I-O-N, the Prophet. All right. Well, I definitely want to keep in touch and keep track of your progress as you're, as you're up and coming as a musical artist. So definitely we'll talk to you again, Zion. I thank you for joining us. I had a great time. I appreciate it. I had a good time, man. I hit you up. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. Peace. All right, man. Bye. All right. That was Zion the Prophet. Really interesting. Again, I had no idea that he was even a rapper at all. I was just talking to him on Twitter, like <laughs> randomly, because I was talking about all the, you know, out there sort of, sort of uh, hidden history, spiritual sort of stuff. And I got in conversation with him, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's got some uh, got some stuff to say." You know, there's something about him. So, you know, down the road, it was like. Um, we ended up having him on here and I didn't know he was a rapper or anything, but check out his music because Zion has some really legitimate talent. And I've, I wanted to be a rapper sort of like years and years ago. You know, I, I mentioned, I try to freestyle and I still do sometimes. And I do like to make music. And I think that when you are making music, you're really, you're really interacting with the universe in a totally different way. You're not trying to dominate. You're not trying to overcome. You're interacting in a, in a way that is way more special than that. And I think that's something that is beautiful <laughs> because we spend so much of our lives just trying to be, trying to win and trying to be on top and trying to be number one. But how often do we actually try to make something beautiful? But anyway, I'm going to do a little break here. And then we'll come back and I will probably actually open up the lines and and see what's happening. So I'm going to go ahead and put on some music and take a little break. And hopefully we can get some other of our peeps to join us.
And welcome back to these end of day. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> How are you, everybody? You're good. That's good. Well, hmm. that's excellent. I am happy to be back. I'm happy to be live. I feel so much fucking better. Holy shit on a stick. I feel so much better. Man, I was getting kind of depressed there. I really was. I was getting just like badly and sadly just fucking sad and depressed. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with what's been happening in the world. Of course, you know, no matter how great of an attitude that I am able to muster up, if things ain't right, things ain't right. And that's like the biggest problem that I was having. I know what's happening. I've known what was going to happen since I was a little kid. And I know the same applies to a lot of you. We got to side you that into the mic because I don't give a fuck. I do give a fuck. I just don't give a fuck about that. But I knew about this stuff was going to happen. Oh, you know, I need to give, give the number out because people hate when I just fucking rant on and on and i don't give the number out 209-348-9810 once again that's 209-348-9810 or that's ninja shoes 777 on skype we can't use zoom and skype at the same time so if somebody jumps on zoom i cannot uh i cannot have them on skype so i gotta choose one or the other but that is the number, 209-348-9810. If anybody is curious, if anybody has anything to say. Um, <laughs> I got a few things to talk about. Anyways, uh, ugh, sorry about that. That was really unprofessional of me to stop talking right there and focus on my notes for three seconds. You don't ever want to do that on air. You're you're always supposed to keep talking because it literally only takes people about two seconds to get bored. That's the truth. That's the reality. And I think that anybody can potentially be boring if you don't have a good dynamic going on, if you don't have a good topic, if you're not willing to be yourself and say what you have to say. So one of my heroes and i've said this a million times i even said it earlier on this episode but howard stern and the reason why he's my hero is because he always knows how to make things less boring right it doesn't matter who he's making into a star or what sort of topic in the news he's dealing with he's he's always able to keep the flow going and he's always able to keep it entertaining i think that's much harder to do on the radio rather than on TV where you have that visual element because you only get, you only have like 50%. You only have people's ears and you have a lot of competition out there. And uh, recently Howard has come under some fire. He's, I like to talk about Howard because if I'm not going to do it, who's going to do it? How many podcasts besides, you know, podcasts done by people on the Stern show? How many podcasts are actually talking about Howard Stern? I don't know. But he's going to be negotiating his next contract soon. And the world's changed a lot. I remember, you know, what's weird is it's like when he first got started, you could not say the stuff that he was saying, right? 
And he was, for example, the first person to say it's normal to jerk off. Before Howard Stern, people were afraid to say that, oh, I jerk off. Like that was considered an ungodly act. Like if you're if you're jerking off, you are committing a sin. You are actually like you are grabbing onto Satan's knob. You are grabbing onto the Satan lever. And that is that is not good. But Howard made people feel normal that touch themselves. And that was a good thing because like everybody does it. <laughs> they can't help it. So that's a major contribution that he had to society. And he recently came in the news because he was getting in, I think it was Eric Trump. He was getting in a little feud with either Donald Jr. or Eric Trump. I get the Trump kids mixed up. I know who Ivanka is. I know her, who her husband, Jared Kushner, is, who drew up the, uh, the deal, the Israeli-Palestinian peace treaty that was highly favorable to Israel. But I'm getting off topic here. But if you want to... If you need some evidence of Donald Trump being connected to certain things, you can always look at that. Excuse me. Excuse me. I don't, I don't hate Ivanka. I think she has a very beautiful neck. It's very slender and swan-esque. She always seems to kind of have that, and correct me if I'm wrong, she kind of has that stuck-up sort of vibe like, oh, oh, I'm the heiress. Oh. She's got a very like regal sort of almost like royal sort of thing going on. She seems very elegant, you know, again, like swan-like. She's got that long swan-like neck. And, uh, you know, I, I, I could go on a lot about Trump. I'm, t- I'm talking about Howard Stern, though. So Howard got into some trouble because many years ago he did a skit where he was doing something that he should not have been doing. So it's come back up because everybody's getting canceled nowadays. They're canceling this person, that person. Even black comedians are being canceled because they're talking about stuff they shouldn't talk about. There's like Kevin Hart got in trouble because 10 years ago he said something about gay people, et cetera, et cetera. And like I was talking about earlier with our guest Zion, and I talked about this last week with Dave. Uh, it's like you, <laughs> you, we started to move in a direction of it's okay to say things. And then it turned into like, no, now you should not say those things. And by say things, I mean, say things that aren't meant to offend people, but do like racial humor. I'm not a big fan of racial humor. Like, you know, as a person that's mixed race, who's part Asian, I don't like hearing uh, kung flu. I don't like hearing that. I don't like hearing jokes about fried rice or jokes about you know Asian people looking like fishes or any, stuff like that. You know, it, it bugs me. But you know what bugs me more than that? What bugs me more than that is everybody like walking around way too fucking sensitive and not being able to say what they want to say. I don't think that's right either. I don't want to be offended. I don't want to hear certain things, but I'm not so sure that you shouldn't be able to say them to me either. I'm not sure if I like that better because if I, if you're saying something to me and I know you're not really trying to hurt me, I know you're just trying to interact. You're trying to build a rapport or maybe you don't even know that I'm Asian or part Asian. Maybe you don't even know that. 
do I really want to be getting offended over every little thing to the point where now we're actually going on social media and we're having these cancel parties? And Howard is really, he's kind of an enigma because nobody but him would ever be able to get away with what he does. And part of the reason is because he has a lot of people that listen to him. He makes it very clear that if you want to listen to this, you have to get onto a paid service. And if you're on a paid service, that's different. You're not just broadcasting stuff out there. But I don't like the idea that we're digging up stuff about Howard Stern. I don't. Because the guy's already paid his tithe. He's already had to deal with the FCC. He's an old man. He's in his, what, 60s? And we're really going to go after the guy? Like, if we were going to go after Howard Stern, we should have went after him back in the fucking 90s. Right? Or the early 2000s when it actually mattered when he was on terrestrial radio people are really gonna bitch about something he did a long time ago that wasn't even what they think i don't think that's right i don't think that's cool back then i don't always like the argument of hey back in the day we could be racist and it was okay no you know i not really but i sort of get it i guess you can't go back and crucify people for things that were okay back then. For example, Bill and Ted's. In the Bill and Ted movie, I, w- I went and watched that original one the other day. And uh, he, Bill, I think it's Bill, Keanu Reeves', Keanu Reeves character, he, he calls somebody uh, an F-A-G. And nowadays, that's an offensive term, right? You can't go around calling people that. That's homophobic, et cetera, et cetera. But he just calls another character that and it's funny it's no big deal but if we were going to go back and we were going to cancel keanu reeves or we were going to cancel bill and ted's because of something that was socially acceptable back then how the hell is that considered sane or right or anything like that and it is cool that they're bringing bill and ted's back that i am totally excited about um let's see huh let's check on things I am excited to uh, be on the air, mainly because I've been sloughing. I've been, like I said, I've been kind of down and out. And this time it's not because of a breakup or anything like that. Um, Usually when I'm down and out, it's romantically related, (laughs) admittedly. Like it's always the same sort of shit. It's always like, um, I, I usually am the person that broke up with the other person. And then I, I complain about it after I break up with them. So so I'll like, I'm going to break up with you, but I made a mistake. Oh my God, that why did I do that? Now I'm depressed. That's like literally like what I do because, um, you know, God bless anybody that can actually stand me because I am not good at relationships. Like I, I'm getting better because I'm getting to know myself more and I'm getting to know who I am, but, um, I'm just like a wild animal in a relationship. I don't, I don't always know how to dot my I's and cross my T's, so to speak. I I just don't know how to deal with certain situations. And I let my emotions run wild and I can't turn it off. Like a sane person would just say, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you because this makes no sense. It's stupid, but I I can't always turn that part of my brain off. So I get really heated and kind of like I go on these angry rants. See, that's actually, one of my personal problems. I don't have the best emotional control. I can't 
be angry and then just be fine the next second. I got to be angry for an hour until I go and skip some rope or something, <laughs> something to calm me down. I can't just like most people can, at least they can do it far better than me. They can get a little angry and then just be okay. But when I get angry, see in my head, I turn into like a seven foot six fucking muscle bound werewolf warrior but i'm not so <laughs> that's why i never wanted to get a gun because i knew like I, i'll get in a road rage incident and i don't i know i don't seem like that like you guys are listening to, know me from listening to like oh daniel's a pussy he's not what he's saying he is right now but um that's why i never would buy a gun because i was like oh shit i will use this i will get angry at somebody cutting me off in traffic i will pull alongside of them i'll start pulling the trigger and I'll say, Oh my God, Holy shit. What did I just do? Time to escape to Mexico. I don't want to have to deal with that. So I never carried a gun on me. I don't have that option anymore. I don't because things are getting too fucked out there. They're getting too fucked out there. And I'm afraid for people that I know that live closer to the inner city or people, for example, I know that are full Asian and they, you know, they have these people coming up to them because they have, you know, they have Asian features. And the person's like, you're going to give me COVID or you're Chinese. I don't like you. It's bullshit like that. And you try to tell people, like, you know, I'm, I'm worried about certain people because there are people out there targeting Asians. And I don't like it. I'm, I'm concerned. And then people will tell me, oh, what are you concerned about? No one's doing that. Like, you know, a lot of the, like, MAGA crowd will tell you that. Nobody's doing that. You're exaggerating. You're exaggerating. Nobody's doing that. No, no, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. People are getting accosted and attacked. Just because somebody has, like, you know, darker or lighter skin than you doesn't mean that everything they're saying is bullshit. You got to look at both sides. Look at both sides. I am so off all the bullshit. I'm off the right. I'm off the left fuck the right fuck the left i have nothing for you guys on your extreme ends because i realized one thing and one important thing people over here and people over here on the extremes are the crazy ones the normal people are in the middle the people on the fringes are the nutty people that have the ideas that no sane person would ever agree with so i'm not you know i i tend to lean conservative because i'm getting older and i come from I don't know, the 90s generation when things weren't quite so fucked. But, you know, I, I'm not going to subscribe to that in every instance. Hell no. Why the hell would I do that? So, you know, I, I have a lot of... I have a lot of people in my life that fall on one side or the other. I've got a lot of people that are, you know... I, I have people that are liberal as liberal can be. And they get really offended at everything. And then I have people that are conservative as conservative can be. And sometimes they say things where I'm just like, oh, man, this is so backwards. And I know everybody out there experiences the same thing. But I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't have to pick sides. Even if they tell you you're supposed to pick sides, you don't have to because they're all fucking full of shit. That's the truth. The conservatives are fucking full of shit. All those Trump people are full of shit. I'm sorry if I'm offending you. It's the truth. You're fucking full of shit. Sorry. People on the left, you're full of shit. People that support Hillary, people that support the Democratic Party, Greta, climate change, all of that, it's bullshit. The left is bullshit. The right is bullshit. And right now they are working together hand in hand to get exactly what they want. And what they want are your rights. 
What they want is your soul. What they want is all the damn money in your wallet. That's what they want. They want every penny off of your paycheck because you are a slave. And it doesn't matter if you're on the right. It doesn't matter if you're on the left because whoever your presidential candidate is, if they even made it that far to be able to be able to compete to be president, if they get to be one of the two, it means they're accepted by certain institutions. APAC being one of them. Do you know what APAC is? Look up APAC. You want more proof? I told you about Kushner. I told you about Ivanka. Look up APAC. That's some truth for you. Both sides extremely corrupt. And this election is nothing but manipulation. Why are these things happening? Why are they gathering in Capitol Hill and taking over an entire six-block district? Why are they calling it the CHOP? You know, I was watching a video earlier, and it was about the CHOP. It was about Raz Simone and all those people gathered in the CHOP. Yeah, I told myself I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to because I'm a local guy. So these these people were all gathered there, and uh, Raz, you saying, why do we call it CHOP? It's because what did we do in the French Revolution when people didn't go along with what we were trying to do? We chopped their heads off. Chop, chop, chop. Yes. That's literally what's going on. Jenny Durkin, Jay Inslee. <laughs> Why are they able to do that? Now, now we're talking about the left again. We talked about the right and the corruption there. And now we're talking about the left. How the fuck do we go from? No, you listen to me. You listen to me. I'm trying to figure something out. How the fuck does this happen? How do we go from a situation where the National Guard and the cops are trying to clear people out of downtown and now suddenly they're rounding them up? They're rounding them up and they're like pushing them in a certain direction. They're getting on one side and they're getting on the other side. They're like trapping the protesters in between them, right? And this is all after the National Guard has already been called. A lot of people have already been beaten up. There's chaos everywhere. You know, we're all paying attention to it right now. Stuff going on in New York, Seattle, Chicago, blah, 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 California. So they're in Seattle. They're, they're getting on both sides of the protesters. And it's like they're kind of like nudging them into the Capitol Hill area, right? But then the next day, they've got signs up that say Chaz. Okay. And then they're clearing out the police precinct. Why? How did we go from everything is going to be okay, we're going to get control, to now we're giving up control purposely? And then no, nobody, none of the leaders around here will say who gave the order. Nobody will explain who's ordering a fucking police precinct to be cleared out. Police that we need in that area. Nobody's explaining. Nobody is explaining where these orders are coming from. They ask our governor, oh, I don't know anything about that. I don't know. That sounds like a man who is scared for his life. That sounds like a man who is scared. Jay Inslee, what are you afraid of? Who are you? Who am I? Jenny Durkin. They don't like her. They uh, And I know this is local Seattle politics. And I'm probably boring the shit out of a lot of people, but... Everybody's watching us right now. Everybody's watching the fucking chop. So Jenny Durkin, you know, she, she says she didn't give the order. She didn't give the order. She doesn't know what's going on. And meanwhile, in the chop, they are 
dressing up like Jenny Durkin and they're writing all over the walls how much they hate her. And Raz Simone, who we know is very rich and connected to some very interesting things, he's now passing out, I don't want to say assault weapons, but uh, you know, semi-automatic rifles. He's passing out semi-automatic rifles out of his trunk. Who's paying for this? It's foreign money. It's foreign money paying for all this stuff. And also somebody is threatening the politicians around here because there's no way in hell this stuff would fly. Even as weird and liberal as Seattle people are, there is no way in hell that they would ever want their own businesses to be destroyed. There's no way in hell that they would ever want the citizens of Capitol Hill to be under duress. I can say that after living here my whole life. So what's going on? Who's pulling the strings and why? And how does this benefit the overall picture? Because now we're talking about the left, right? But how does the right benefit from this? We got to look at that too. And do I have to state the obvious and tell you guys that this is just going to lead to more martial law? That this is going to lead to more technology in our faces, such as what we talked about earlier, facial recognition software. Hmm, what's going on there? And for years, for years and years and years, as long as I've known about Revelations, the plan, the Illuminati, the cabal, I have known that they have wanted to start something like a Hitler youth in this country. Right? And they're also going to need UN troops or Blackwater mercenaries in order to keep things under control. And what does that mean? That means if there is a revolution, you can't count on Bill that lives down the street to not drive his tank into your house because he knows you. So it's back and forth, left and right, left and right, left and right. Your rights disappear. There are no good guys. There are no heroes. It is darkness because the people that want power are not good people. The good people are poor. The evil people are rich. I know that sounds very judgmental, but I'm not holding back anymore. I'm not going to sit here and fucking worry if I'm offending you. Because honestly, I care about you, but I don't care about offending you. Because those feelings are going to fade away. And tomorrow you're going to agree with me. You're going to agree with every little bit of it. And you're going to say, holy shit, I was wrong. Daniel was right. I'm a dumbass. Daniel is a genius. Well, who's going to tell themselves that? That's kind of self-deprecating. But um, you are going to know. Because you're going to think about it. And you're going to realize there's no heroes. Trump is dropping you. Hillary is fucking you. I mean, Biden is fucking you. Literally. Biden is reaching his scaly fingers down your spine. And he's whispering in your ear. Vote for me. Vote for me. And do you want to vote for that zombie-looking, decrepit, crypt-keeper-looking cocksucker? Of course you not. I mean, of course you don't. Of course you not. Of course you don't. And that's one option. Who's your other option? They want Trump to win. And how do you know that? Because of the candidate that they picked. Right? Because <laughs> he's endorsed by APAC. They don't give a fuck who wins. I mean, they know who's going to win. You know I'm right. 
And they're going to, I've said this a million times on this show, they're going to do another four years of Trump. They're going to build up a lot of pressure from the left. And then we're going to get AOC, Alexandria Octavia Cortez. Oh, yeah, I've got her whole name memorized. Oh, yeah, I've been keeping my eye on her for a while. And not be, not just because she looks good, but because I know the plan. I know what they're doing. I know they're going to make her president of the United States of America. Oh, yeah. And why is this? It's because we've always been headed in the direction of Marxism and socialism. If you pay attention to what's going in the chop right now, it's all Marxist propaganda. Marxism and capitalism, in my opinion, two sides of the same coin. That's going to sound like unholy sacrilege to a lot of people out there. But if the poor people are still poor, what difference does it make to me? If we have a royalty or if we have a monarchy or a capitalism, if the same people have the power, what the hell is the difference? The only real difference is, is that we're distracted. Oh shit. What the fuck happened? Did I lose my, (laughs) did I lose my meeting? Damn. I guess I gotta pull everything back up. So if you are, if you're having a meeting alone, it's going to like stop after 40 minutes. Hmm. Oh, well that's annoying. I got zoom point. I, I still have zoom pulled up because I was using zoom to communicate with our guest, and, uh, you know, I kept it open so you can still see me. Cause if I close zoom and I close everything, then I can't get the camera back because somehow it still belongs to zoom. I don't know. But these, extra things I'm doing for the show. Like the video, I, I understand that it can be annoying to the people that just do the audio thing because it's like, what the fuck do I care? But if you can, check out the visual show, you know? Jump on YouTube and either participate in the live program or just, you know, just uh, check me out. Check out what our guests actually look like. Check out what's happening on the screen. There's a lot of times, what's going to happen more and more, where we're going to do like little diagrams and stuff like that so that you can have some sort of visual aid. And I know it's not totally necessary and who knows if we'll always be on YouTube. I want to stay on YouTube as long as possible, but uh, you know, there's always a chance that we might have to just do bit shoot or something like that. I love YouTube because everybody's on there and you know, I watch stuff on YouTube every day, but you know how that is, but I do want to do some, <sighs> I know a lot of people are going to be wondering this. So, when I think of the show that I want to do, it changes a lot because I get bored and I don't like doing the circuit. Like I'll go like later tonight, I'm probably going to go listen to coast to coast because it's how I wind down, you know? Yeah. Listen to George Snorri occasionally, but, uh, I hear the same people on there every fucking time. You know, when when was the last time I got new information from coast to coast? Not in a long fucking time. It's always some bullshit about aliens or, you know, something that feeds into the alien invasion that they're planning, the fake alien invasion. Or it's, you know, some kind of California spirit medicine or something like that. Or like Reiki healing. I, I just don't vibe to that stuff. And a lot of these guests, they're disinfo agents. They're full of shit. They're trying to sell a book. 
they're talking out their ass. There's a lot of that. They're just making shit up. A lot of them, they're just fucking making shit up. <laughs> so I like to be different. I like to just, you know, bring somebody on. Why do they have to like be famous? You know what I'm saying? Why do they have to have all these books that they've written? Why can't anybody come on here? Think about it. These vapid celebrities, what exactly makes them so special? If you break it down, you're going to find out that they're not really that interesting. The interesting people are the people that we meet in our daily lives because they are real people. They're not constantly trying to sell themselves. They actually mean what they say. That's what I mean by grass roots truth. And by truth, I mean truth. That's what I mean by the grass roots. It means that end of days radio is for everybody, baby, because society is breaking down. This is New Babylon. Look what's behind me. Look, it's like bricks and they're wrinkling and they almost look like devil horns. See that? Shh, I did that on purpose because I'm Illuminati. Here, I'll cover one eye. Oh my God, he's one of them. He's covering an eye. How many of these pop artists, these people that we see, how many of them are just pretending to be in the Illuminati? Or are they in the Illuminati just by being in the music industry at all? Interesting question. A, uh, what time is it? I do have other stuff I need to talk about. I do have got lots of stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> so hmm. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, I wanted to talk a little bit more about him, mentioned him earlier. So hmm. Joe Rogan's kind of like me. I've been aware of the guy for a really long time because I was a huge mixed martial arts fan. So, and that's not all. It's also because Joe Rogan was like, he was into pot and he was into saying it's okay to smoke pot. And he's friends with Eddie Bravo, you know, who's really cool for people that are into MMA. And well, Joe Rogan was like the guy. I mean, it's, it's not so much that we all looked up to him, but he was kind of like, we all thought he was cool. Like he's somebody that everybody wants to just hang out with. Like, like everybody wants to hang out with Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo. That's our fantasy. <laughs> like if my, if I if I had a fantasy, it's to you know as opposed to sleeping with Jennifer Lopez or something like that. I want to smoke a bowl with Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo. But Joe Rogan, he tries to be a man's man. You know, he talks about never being vegan about hunting he talks about martial arts all the time he's very manly and he has people on his show that are comedians so there's a big there's a there's a combination of things that aren't always going to sit very well with the left but i'm going to defend joe rogan because i know joe rogan is a good guy you know he i don't always like the way he calls fights i don't even watch fights anymore I don't, I don't like the way he calls fights. I don't always agree with his opinions. You know, a lot of people criticize things about him. 
But I'm going to defend him right here because I know he's a good guy. Like, for example, uh, I was listening to his interview with Gavin McGinnis, you know, the Proud Boys guy. And Gavin will say some really strange things. And you know, a lot of people consider Joe Rogan to be sort of on the right. But during that interview, Joe Rogan says, he goes, no, I'm not on the right. I just, I just think what I think. And I respect that. I do respect that. But also, I could tell that he was getting really mad at Gavin because Gavin was saying things that were, you know, borderline racial. And that's what Gavin does. That's his humor. If you don't know who Gavin McGinnis is, you can look him up. But he's he, he's from Vice, the Vice documentaries. And he started the Proud Boys, you know, that gang that goes around and beats up Antifa. He founded that whole thing. You know, they wore the black shirts with the yellow embroidery on them. But um, he, he he calls it a hate stats or something like that, hate facts. And he'll just say, like, the most effed up things about this race or that race. I don't know if he really means it. You know, I don't pretend like I have a window inside of Gavin's head. But Joe seemed like he was getting really pissed off. And he even mentioned something about, like, he wanted to grab Gavin's, grab Gavin's tie, like, choke him with it or something. But I don't know. I guess I just had a moment where I was like, you know what, Joe... He's he's not on the right. He's seen something he doesn't like, and he's getting kind of appalled by it. And I just sort of had a moment watching his podcast that day where I was like, you know what? Joe's all right. Joe is not. He's a comedian. If he's saying things to offend people, you know, fuck it. Just leave the guy alone. He's he's. What do you want from him? You want to take his money or you don't want him to commentate on UFC anymore? Like. We like Joe. He's not saying anything that atrocious, so just leave him alone. And you know what? Leave everybody else alone while you're at it. Fucking leave everybody alone. Don't just leave Brittany alone. Leave them all alone. Leave Mel Gibson alone. Leave me alone, for one thing, because I don't want to deal with that shit. I don't want to get canceled. I'm already canceled. I'm trying to fight my way back from being reverse canceled a million times over. But but leave him alone. You know, Leave Joe alone. Leave Howard alone. Leave Roseanne alone. All three of these people are extremely talented. And they did not deserve to get crucified. Really, the only one that's really been crucified is Roseanne. I mean, they're working on Howard and Joe, but you know what I'm talking about. They go after somebody every month or every day, more like these days. And now they're starting to do restaurants and products. <sighs> no. Uh, we lost the show Cops. Gone with the Wind is... Gone with the Wind. Huckleberry Finn was finished 30 years ago. It's over, Johnny. You don't get that stuff anymore. What else are they going to take away? I heard they're working on Christmas. Oh, I could go on and on about Christmas. A lot of people think Christmas had something to do with a guy named Nimrod. Like, I see, I see and hear a lot of that stuff nowadays. Like, oh, Christmas doesn't have anything to do with Jesus Christ. It's all about Nimrod. You know what? If you believe that, you're a fucking Nimrod. You read some bullshit on the internet and you took it as fact. And now you think you're all smart because of it. But let me tell you, you don't know shit about Christmas. You don't know jack shit about Jesus Christ. Or Yeshua, I should say. Yahshua. You don't know jack shit about Jesus Christ. And you don't know jack shit about Christmas. You don't know jack shit about history. You don't know jack shit about jack shit. So why don't you just go jack off and shut the fuck up? Because you're not taking Christmas away. I don't care about 
what kind of bullshit you think you know because you don't know shit. If you knew, then everybody would know because it would mean that, you know, I shouldn't be talking about this because <laughs> talking about this stuff can get you killed worse than a lot of other things. Yes. Talking about the true origin of Christmas can get you killed. You know why? It's because they fucking hate Christ. Yeah, I said it. I'm not fucking ashamed. I mean, I'm not ashamed. I'm not. I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm also a Luciferian. And a lot of you are thinking, how is that possible? Well, easy. It's because Christ is the bright morning star. He is the root and offspring of David. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. And these people, ugh, you know, these, these people that, these elite people that say that they're Luciferian, they're not. They're not real Luciferians because they believe in themselves. They believe themselves to be the bee's knees. They don't have any theism inside of them. Because if they believed in Lucifer, then they would believe in God. And that would mean that they're not pieces of shit, right? Yeah. Hmm. These people believe in technology. You know, they might talk about Lucifer or throw devil shit in our faces. But, hey, I got to tell you, that culture and that stuff is stolen. It has a different origin. And it's not, these evil people did not invent it. It's not from them. The actual, ugh. You know what? Some of y'all just aren't ready for this. But let me tell you, there's a lot more to the story than you could ever imagine. And there's a reason why they control both sides of the coin. They control Christianity and they control the Satanism and the Luciferianism. And just like we were talking about earlier, these are all parts of the same thing. You're going to have to open your mind because what's good in this new world is not always good. And guess what? What's wicked or bad is not always wicked or bad. You, you ever see that yin-yang sign? You know, the yin-yang that has the two opposing forces where there's a dot in each one? There's a white dot in the black and a black dot in the white. It means there can be good and evil, and it means there can be evil and good. Yeah. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Hmm. Looks like he's going deeper indeed. Oh, I know much more. I can't tell you everything. I can't tell you everything, but I know much more because I'm going so deep. Oh, yeah. I'm going deep, balls deep down the rabbit's hole. Down the rabbit hole. I've gone so deep that I can't even communicate with everybody the same way that I used to anymore. Now I have to kind of hint around. That's how down, that, that's how down deep I have gotten. And I've paid the price for it. I've had these people come after me. They're harassing me. They're harassing everybody. They're deceiving everybody. They're just fucking with me a little bit more. But they're fucking with you too. When you turn on the television and you see what's going on, the, on in the world, that's them programming and mind controlling you to be something that isn't you. When you hear people go on the radio or on TV or on anything, do they sound like me? Are they speaking from the heart? Are they speaking? Are they saying what they really want to say? Or, or are they getting paid or pressured? Do their words even sound like their own? Are they acting? 
Are what about you? Are you being who you truly are? Are you being who tr- you truly are in this new world, or are you chasing the dragon, so to speak? Hmm. What does he mean there? Oh. Well, you know what, you guys. <laughs> It's a weird time. We're doing the show at a strange and unusual time. So I don't think I'm going to get a lot of calls. And I've pretty much said most of what I have to say tonight. There's other things I'd like to talk about. But, oh, I should probably talk about this. Because it's very relevant. You know how I was talking about how um, these Luciferians are not real Luciferians that believe in Lucifer. They're not theists. Well... Supposedly, there was supposed to be some huge march today. It was all over the paranormal news that people think is so real. And (laughs) there was supposed to be Luciferian marches in just about every city in support of the New World Order. I told people nothing was going to happen. And, you know, it's what? It's almost 8 o'clock here on the West Coast. I still haven't seen a damn thing. I haven't seen anybody marching. Why is that? You know, what I, I expected to see maybe some members of Antifa out there, some paid actors and shills, some crisis actors, or maybe some gothic kids, some Satanists turn up. That's typically what you get. Some metalheads, people like that. But Luciferians, you what, you mean like people in Skull and Bones or Freemasons or you know, people at the top of the Catholic Church? You think they're going to go out there and march? Those fake Luciferians? No. <laughs> I said no, nobody was going to show up, and nobody showed up. So if you don't believe me, if you don't believe what I have to say, if you don't believe that both sides are controlled, the Satanists and the Christians, <coughs> if you don't believe me, I don't care, because I know it's the truth. And you're going to start to see it sooner or later. It doesn't mean it's all fake. It doesn't mean it's bullshit. It just means the information is controlled, and it means you are controlled, and it means both of these religious institutions are controlled as well. So don't be so judgmental. If somebody says that they are a witch or they are a wizard or they are some sort of occultist or alchemist, it doesn't mean they're dancing with the devil. In fact, they might have something that could be incredibly valuable to you. So maybe you should listen to what they have to say. Because let me tell you, These people are going to be who we need when the time comes because they know how to fight these people. We don't. They know how to fight fire with fire. They know how to fight magic with magic and something bad happened to them a long time ago. And they remember and I remember and guess who else remembers? Lucifer, Morningstar. He remembers everything bad that was done to him as well as his people. And there's going to be a reckoning one day. And I'm not talking about this fucking Illuminati, devil, Satan shit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the real guy. I'm talking about the real one. All right? You know, uh, people say Jesus is coming back. Or Yahshua, I should say, Christ. And he is. He may already be here. And there's going to be an Antichrist too. I mean, there's going to be an Antichrist also, not an Antichrist too. There might be an Antichrist 2, but first we have, a, we have to have an Antichrist 1 before we get a sequel. But there's all kinds of screwy things ahead. Alien invasions. We're going to see the aliens. I don't know when. It's coming. Look to the stars. Look at the astrological events. Look at how the Pentagon just released UFO 
footage, right? Why do they do that? Why the space farce? Why the SpaceX Dragon program? Why the Starlink satellites? Why, 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 why? Why, 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 why? Why are people seeing so many UFOs during the COVID? Why have they been programming people for a long time with this alien shit, right? We're going to find out that they're closer than we think. Maybe in your own home. Maybe in your kitchen. Looking for some scraps. But we're going to find them. And they're going to hit us where it hurts, baby. They're going to hit us where it hurts. And you're going to get caught with your pants down. Some of you will probably enjoy getting caught with your pants down because that's what you want. You want to get raped by aliens, but I don't. I don't. It's coming. Oh, yes. But anyways, I love you guys. Go to endofdaysradio.com. Remember to email me at danielendofdaysradio at gmail.com. That's danielendofdaysradio at gmail.com. Danielendofdaysradio at gmail.com. Go to endofdaysradio.com. Go to endofdaysradio.com. Check us out anywhere you can get podcasts. Anywhere, anywhere you can get podcasts, as well as YouTube. And what else? I think things are going to be okay. I'm starting to feel better because I'm eating right. And that alone makes a tremendous difference. And my mind is starting to become right again. Right as rain. All my depression is going away just fucking randomly. Maybe because I figured exactly what the fuck I want to do here. Right? I figured it out. I know what I want, and I'm going to get it. I'll talk to you guys next time. I love you guys so much. You are the wind beneath my wings, and together we shall fly high into the stars, and we will touch Venus, and we will be touched by the incredible light. But until then, until next time, good night, Seattle Chop. Don't chop our heads off.